Welcome back to Kids Corner. I'm Jonathan Kidd, along with Sean Belegian. How's it going, Sean? John, it's a pleasure, man. This is great to, to be here with you again, talking about the great sport of hockey at the MHSAA level. Well, football ends this weekend at Ford Field. Hockey's already started. Yeah, you know what? And there have already been some big games and some big games coming up as well. You know, we're sitting here on Wednesday afternoon. Am I allowed to tell everybody yeah. that? Uh, there are two mammoth games just in our neck of the woods tonight. You got, you know, uh, one of the battles of Livonia, Livonia Churchill and Livonia Stevenson getting together at Eddie Edgar. And then you have Brother Rice and Catholic Central at, at USA Hockey Arena on, on the Olympic rink. I mean, that's awesome. And that's the one thing that I love uh, about the MHSAA hockey is early in the year you get some of those big matchups. Hey, how about North Villanovi? They share the same home rink. They got together last night as well. So, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're in the mood for some good high school hockey, there's a game near you that's going to give you that fix. And also, Trenton plays Cranbrook tonight. Bam. Yeah, good call. Yeah, that's a, that's another one. So, you know, uh, boy, you got to love the MIHL getting together like that and, and saying, let, let's have some big games early. I think that's fantastic. And that's always been a tradition. Trent, Trenton and Cranbrook plays the day before Thanksgiving. It's been going on for years. Yeah, and, and you know, you always like when Cranbrook has the, the little tourney and everything, and there's always good games involved there, and, and this weekend certainly is no exception. But um, that that's the cool thing because, John, as you and I have talked about so much in the past few years, it's growing. It's growing. There are dangerous teams out there, and I keep saying this, uh, because I like the staff there. I've liked the staff there forever. Uh, Trenton is, is going to be good again. They're, this is going to be a good team. That's a team that I really want to watch. I'm rooting like crazy for Coach Clements. I think he's a good guy. And uh, obviously Coach Turner, I mean, he's one of the, the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of, of high school hockey. So, yeah, I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And we were just talking a few minutes ago. I was talking to you about how – you see after the football season, you see football players going to go play basketball or they're going to go wrestle. You don't hear that much anymore about football players jumping over to play hockey. That's a great point. And, you know, I think because the buildup to the season, you know, you, you kind of have, I'm guessing, a few-week period where there's just too much going on where you want to be committed towards the football season rolling down or you want to be committed to the hockey season starting to fire up. So maybe that's part of it, but – uh, this is a grind. The high school schedule really is a grind. If you're a high school hockey player, uh, you know, not only in in regards to the amount of games that you play, but the practices and the amount of time that it takes up. So I, I tip my cap to the guys out there that are playing. We had last season, we had Brighton winning in Division One, Brother Rice in Division Two, and Warren Sal winning in Division Three. Out of those three, who, what, who do you think – has the best shot to repeat this year? Man, that's a great question. You know, here's the bright you never count them out. You can't. They're just one of those they're one of those teams that how many times, John, I'm going to call me out. I'm not calling you out or anybody yeah. else. But how many times have you looked at a bracket and you said, "Well, they're not going to go beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's." Mm -hmm. Well, they're not going to beat CC here. They're not and they just find a way. So, I don't I'm not making that mistake again. I'm not counting out uh Brighton under any stretch of the imagination. If if you if you really stick it to me, I might say Rice. I I I might say I, I might say Brother Rice. Now, lest we forget, Division Two is just full of landmines. I mean, I, I think this year, um, maybe even more so than ever, there are some really good teams in Division Two. But um, you you have to like 
uh, what what they did last year. I mean, rookie coach. I mean, Kenny did such a a good job there, and uh, they have so many returning players. I know their season didn't start the way that they wanted, dropping in game six to four to Livonia Stevenson. But you know, speaking of guys that are always in the mix, I mean, Dave Mitchell. You you never count out Dave Mitchell and Livonia Stevenson. But if if you really press me on it, I I might say brother Rice. Now that the season's already a couple weeks in. I know we're going to tease your rankings. That's going to come out in, in a week. Yep. Um, Norfield's off to a great start. Phenomenal start. I They were a team, John, that you and I, this is one time where we're going to pat ourselves on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we told anybody that would listen that was a dangerous team last year. And uh, I remember when we did our, our, our brackets, you know, I got some cat calls for, for taking Northville to the Final Four, and uh, they got to the Final Four. I mean, they took care of business. They are off to a remarkable start. Um, I, I forget what the total goals is. I think it's 29-1. to 1. I think they've outscored their opponents 29-1. to 1. They went on the west side and, and, and pounded two teams out there, and they got a massive win uh, against Novi last night. So right now they're firing out all cylinders. And uh, Clint Robert... Uh, one of the things that he said to me last year at the end of the year is he said, you know what, I want to look at some of the other programs that are out there, and I, I want to make it a year-round thing. I want to say, we're going to find a way to do some things in, in June. We're going to find a way to do some things in July. You know, off ice, you know, not mandatory stuff, voluntary mm-hmm. stuff. But you know how that goes. A lot of the guys uh, decide that they're, they're all in and they want to do that stuff. So I think Clint Robert has done a really good job of, of getting um, not only his team, but I think the entire community row in the same direction. I live out there, as you well know. It was really cool to watch the community kind of kind of rally around them because you saw the same thing with football with Coach Laddick. You know, when they started winning, all of a sudden, I mean, Northville was yeah. the place to be. And, and I think right now it's getting that way with this hockey team. It was a really cool, neat run last year. And they got two goalies that are pretty good. Tremendous. I mean, that's the one thing you, you, you have to look at the last couple of years. You know, having Miller as well, uh, they, they've been able to have some good goaltending. Right now they've got some uh, depth. Uh, Sargent's been there forever on, on the blue line, and and he should be better than ever this year. You know that that's a a good deep team. And remember, they lost some key players last yeah. year as well. The way that their their former captain uh, Iafredi was playing down the stretch, I mean that kid was just a joy to watch. Last night I was looking at the the preseason rankings on the on the Hockey Hub website, and I was in shock to see Livonia Churchill in Division Three. I did text David Mitchell from Livonia Stevenson. I'm like, how does this happen? He said it's because of the co-op teams. Do you think it's going to really benefit Livonia Churchill now being in Division Three? You know, I, I think you have to give Jason Reynolds credit. Um, it, it's not easy to be in Livonia with the powerhouse that Stevenson is. And and Jason Reynolds has done a tremendous job of, of not only navigating those waters, but building his own powerhouse. They had quite the run last year as well. Um, they also got Jordan Venangoni back. Massive. And I hope that, that the kids are listening right now. You know what? This is a good place to play. Hmm. Kids are moving on now. Three, four, five, ten years ago, I get it. If somebody said, you know what, I want to try AAA or anything, I, you know what, I wouldn't have much of an argument with you. Now I have a massive argument with you because you know as well as I do, John, a lot of the guys that we've covered in the last five years are playing in the USHL, are going to Division One schools. Um, now back to the original question. Listen, 
Division three is full of landmines, too. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. So I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for Churchill by any stretch of the imagination. But um, if, if you press me on it, I, I still think Division two is the deepest out there. Mm-hmm. Even losing a, a formidable power like uh, Livonia Churchill, I, I still think that Division two is the toughest out there. Should they do something with those co-op teams like – Shouldn't they all be in Division One, or because they see how these teams start? You know, once you have a co-op team, those teams that are in one, they move down the two, the the three. Some of those teams, like a Monroe United, they shouldn't be in Division One. Should like the MHSA do something about those co-ops? I would love to see that. I, I no, really, I I would love to see that. I think we're well past the public-private stuff. I hope we are, mm-hmm. because I think what what we've seen in the last five years is. We've seen a good share of, of privates win, and we've seen a good share of public win. So I, I hope those days are gone. But, yeah, I don't think there's anything. John, I never thought about that. I think you, you bring up an interesting point. There's nothing wrong with pulling out uh, a, a screwdriver and tightening it mm-hmm. a little bit. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I would hope that yeah. everybody would be perhaps open to that change. Yeah. Like last year, Troy United was a very good Division One hockey team. They were in the rankings. I feel like a Monroe United or a Bay City United team or some of those other United teams shouldn't be in Division One. I. I agree with you. You know, and, and it's it's unfortunately, John, as as we've seen in some of the brackets, um, when you get to a certain point in the playoffs, you have matchups that that shouldn't be there. And yeah. I, I don't mean any disrespect when I yeah, say that. I know that. one year I think Monroe played CC. In a quarterfinal, yeah, you there were there were. Some, I'm not harping on Monroe United. No, absolutely. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're. Well, the the one time you know, um, uh, Bay City what made it to uh, USA Hockey Arena as well. And and again, I mean no disrespect. I, I I hope that everybody's taking this in the context in which we're saying it. But I it would be intriguing to see if if perhaps that was a Division Three matchup, you know and. Um, be, because yeah, I mean, let's be let's be honest. You get some of the powers out there, and that's that's a, a difficult proposition. That's a difficult difficult road to hoe. Yep. I remember last year when we were doing our brackets, we're like, Ann Arbor Gabe Rashard is going to go to the semifinals. Looking at their record, and then we really when they lost their first game in the playoffs, we looked at their record and we're like, who did they play? Yeah, are you going to see teams play tougher teams to prepare themselves for the playoffs down the road? I think so. I think a lot of the coaches out there, you know, the one thing that I remember about that one is, in, in my opinion, I think if Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard got past that game, I, I think they had a long road ahead of them. I, I, I really did, and, and that's that's another story, John, yeah. that that we'll talk about. I'm sure in in the winter time as well it's such a shame that in so many of these areas you have two just full-fledged darn good teams have to face each other right away mm-hmm. you know whether it be uh, flint power saginaw heritage cc wh- northville cc northville houghton hancock and then you could throw calumet in there or escanaba whatever whatever yeah. the case may be or, depending or ba- on the or division back in the day when wyandotte and trent were in division two together they always were playing in the same regional A- absolutely I, I i remember it well so un- unfortunately john you know that that would be in a perfect world we, we would be able to do something like that but um i think you're going to see teams doing that one of the cool things in recent years that has kind of popped up are the various showcases. And it all yeah. started with the MIHL yeah. showcase. Let's give a, a tip of the cap uh, for good reason. But And, and even the public. Yeah, the pu- public public has one. Um, you know, they, they have that, that showcase up in uh, – 
up in Gaylord. They yeah. they have a good showcase up there. Traverse City yeah. has something going on. I, I've always said this. I and Cranbrook has their holiday tournament. Absolutely coming coming up just in a couple of days. I've always said I I'd love to see something like that in the UP. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be in the UP? And yeah. the UP invites teams up and everything. But uh, that's been kind of a. Uh, uh, a running gag between Coach Mitchell and I. Coach Mitchell and I wish that we had a random Friday night mm-hmm. to drive all the way up because I'd go watch Houghton and Hancock on a Friday night. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, I, I think you're going to see more teams do that, and you're going to see more teams, um, you know, try to get into some of those tournaments. You know who it helped out, in my opinion? I think it's helped out Forest Hill Central. I think yeah. Coach Zaschek did a good job of going in and scheduling some of those uh, those games. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden they saw, hey, listen, we can play with Northville. We right. can play with this team. We can play with that team. So coming up just short starts to turn into wins. I always felt, looking at that Ann Arbor-Gaber-Richard uh, season last year and the, and the schedule, it's like, I know you're going to need wins for your confidence booster for your sure. team, but I feel at times you might getting a loss to a very good program will help you down the road. Like we've seen in the past, remember Scott Locke and those Gross Point North teams? Yep. They they were un, under 500, and they're in the Final Four. Yep, absolutely. It, it's it's uh, the battle-tested thing. Well, how many times, you know, I mean, looking at the MIHL total, um, MIHL total, it, it really is – a situation where we've seen teams kind of meander their way. Hey, listen, nobody looked at Warren D. LaSalle, just as Warren D. LaSalle, and thought, that's an awesome team last year. Now, guys like you and I said, look out. You know, I thought they were going to the finals. Uh, I didn't expect them to win it all, but uh, obviously the pilots found a way. But I thought that they were going, I thought they were going to the finals. And and a lot of that was based on playing the schedule that they did. And I think what it shows you, John, especially if you're an up and coming program, is it shows you, okay, this is how these teams do this. This is how they grind it out. This is how they play, um, you know, the entire game and find a way to get things done. You know, because it's going to be 51 minutes, and these guys go 51 minutes. And I think there's I think there's a learning curve there. I really do. And we always get into that argument, you know, the argument of what's the tougher league, the MIHL or the KLA. Well, you know, it's well, it, we're going to see it in a few weeks. I was so, just so, going to. So you know, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk to me for a few minutes about what's going to happen in, in a couple weeks at Eddie Ager. Well, you and I, um, I and I'm, I, I hope that uh, Coach Staskowski and Coach Mitchell hear this because I think we deserve a little bit of props here. We had a uh, a conversation uh, via text message last year, and when we were trying to match up. The, the two leagues and, you know, saying, well, we think this would happen in this game and this would happen in that game. So we were talking about it, and then you and I talked about it on one of these very podcasts. And wouldn't it be great to see, like, a Big Ten ACC matchup? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Props to those guys. Coach Mitchell, Coach Steskowski took the bull by the horns and they made it happen. So I jokingly say to them that that we deserve some of that credit, but mm-hmm. no, obviously they they put they put the work together and everything. But yeah, coming up uh, on uh, oh, what's the date? Is it the? Um, I think it's the sixteenth. Yeah, Saturday the sixteenth. It's it's Saturday the sixteenth. Yeah, because the Lions are playing. Um, you, you're just having an all day game. Uh, like it literally, I, I don't know the matchups. Do you know offhand who's playing who? Um, right off the top of my head, no. I wish I, I had it in front of me, but I was I was just looking are at. Are we going to have a night. Brighton CC? Are we going to have a Stevenson CC? I um I I was looking actually at the schedule last night, and I wish I could pull it up very quickly, but time won't allow it as, as we're yeah. doing this live. 
But it, it is there. There are a lot of juicy matchups like that, and it's interesting because I, I was looking in particular at Northville's schedule uh, last night. They have Granville the night before. Granville's coming to town into Eddie Edgar, uh, Coach Brazil, and, and the Bulldogs, and then the next day they're back at Eddie Edgar playing their MIHL battle. So it's it's a really cool prospect. It's great. Now, at the end of the day, is it going to tell us which league is better? I don't think so. No. You know, if if the KLA takes uh, the majority, you know, oh, that proves that the KLA is better, I, and, and vice versa, I think it's a matter of opinion. There's no doubt about that. I, I think you could make an argument for both of them, mm. and I don't think you're necessarily wrong. But um, I, I, wish, I wish the high school ranks would do – more like that, and not so much set up a tournament such as that, but have the coaches talk amongst each other and say, what can we do that's good for the sport, good for our program, and good for our brand? Because that's the power of a couple guys getting together, sitting down and hammering out details. And I always chuckle, too, with the KLAA, just the conference, they allow those teams to play the private schools, the MIHL schools during the regular season. But they don't in football. Yeah, isn't that weird how that works itself yeah, out? I always there's I've heard of stories like there's a secret unwritten rule: wait till the playoffs to the play each other. But I just chuckle whenever I t- I you know props to Mitchell. It's not uh, props to them for scheduling the school uh, CC and Brother Rice and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. But I just find it funny that when it's football season. And I, my good friend Aaron Babbitt, who's the athletic director at CC, great job. And he tells me. I had this team, this team, and this team I called from the KLA, and they said no. Yeah. yeah. They always say wait to the playoffs. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's You know, I, I want to go back to, for just a second because while we're on the subject, Brighton, to me, is a perfect example of something that you brought up just a second ago. How many times have we seen Brighton in, er, in an early season start off 2-4, and 3-5, mm-hmm. and five, whatever the case may be? Four, four, and two. And you know what's funny? A lot of times people go, what's going on with Brighton? And I always say dig a little deeper because they might have a game against CC. They might have a game against Stevenson. Or Orchard Lake. They they might have a game against Orchard Lake. They might have a a game against Cranbrook. It really is remarkable. And and you tell me, with all the runs that Brighton has made, you tell me if that pays off. So it's not just the grind that is the KLAA. But it's Brighton taking that, okay, anytime, anywhere. Oh, you want us? We'll travel to Houghton. Yeah. Sure. Coach Markham, you got a good squad? We'll play you. Yeah. And that's 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 the, I, you know, a lot of respect. And, and I think you're seeing more of the KLA teams kind of do that because that's been the MIHL way forever. And I think you're seeing more of the KLA teams. Dave Mitchell's done that. You know, uh, Coach Mitchell, Lavonia Stevenson. Well, he's, well, I'm sure he's done if they that had forever. their way, sometimes they might want to play in the MIHL, but they're they're in the in the KLA. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I, you can't tell me that that doesn't make you a better team down the road. And, you know, yeah, listen. Look at, they're look at Trenton. In, yeah, right. And uh, Heartland's another one. Heartland in, in recent years, I mean, it's tough enough to play the, the, the KLA schedule. But, you know, you see Heartland saying, you know, Coach Gadwin's got something real good going on there. And I, I'll tell you what, I, he's another guy that I root for because he's been so close so yeah, often. Yeah. You know, he's been so close so often. And one of these years, he's, he's going to pop that seal. And I know your rankings are going to come out in a week. Yeah. But I'm hearing Plymouth's a solid program this year, too. Yeah, they really they are. And, you know, the thing about those two, we were talking about teams that it, it's so unfortunate that they have to meet each other. How many times has a good Plymouth team or a good Salem team yep. been knocked out? First and it's, game. First 
for yeah, and, and or a regional final. Yeah, and you know, you know what's interesting? I, I remember uh, no nobody really remember how well Salem was playing. Nobody wanted to take on Coach Ossemacher's no. team last year. But you know, you get a rivalry game like that. Coach Vento's a tremendous coach. Coach Vento could tell you the same thing. No. A couple years previous to that, no. it was the other way around. No. It was Salem finding a way to win that game. But um, yeah, there's a lot of talent out that way, and. Uh, I, I think the world of Coach Vento, he's got a, a good staff. And, you know, they're another team. I think they're they're on the cusp of, of, of really being one of the usual suspects. And another team that I heard that is Celine. After the run last year, they probably toughen up their schedule this year. Expect them to make a nice little run this year. Well, they, they got one heck of a coach, as we all know. And uh, not only that, it, John, that was – that was quite the run last year. When you take a look at it, you know. And even Forest Hills, Northern Eastern. Yeah. Well, you know, and then, see, John, that's the thing to me. When you when you take a run through Division Two, there's no fraud when you get to when you get to USA Hockey Arena. I know in recent years that's one of the things that sometimes people go, well, who did they play? Dig a little deeper and take a look at who they played. Yeah. So, uh, they're go- they're going to be interesting to watch, and you know, uh, obviously out in that d- direction, uh, Don Wright always has a, a good Chelsea's Chelsea good, Bulldog yeah. team. So, you know, to me, that's the cool thing—the pockets yeah. that that are kind of growing. You know, you got that Brighton, Howell, Heartland area. You got those po- Chelsea and Gabriel Richard and Celine. Point, I think it's Towers, great. Saginaw, Heritage. Love it, love it, and the West Side. You know, it's a Forest Hills NE, Forest Hills Central, Rock, Rock, Rockford, yeah, Granville. Granville. You know, it, Mona it, Shore. It's it's awesome, <laughs> uh, and that's that's the cool thing. And um, yeah, you, we talk so much about the UP, and rightfully so. I mean, any given year, you know, is, is it going to be the Suzier? Is it going to be Calumet, Houghton, and Hancock? You know, those guys always have a good team. So the pockets that are growing right now are pretty cool. Now, my, my our last thing we're going to talk about. I know you're going to have your rankings. I don't know if you're going to. Tease Mr. Hockey candidates, but uh, who do you right now you think is an early candidate? Is it like a Josh Albring from Heartland? Yeah, you you have to look at him. Uh, you know, you you brought up one of them, the kid from Churchill's outstanding. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's no uh, doubt about that. Um, there's some, I, I haven't taken the screws to it yet because this is one thing, John, I think it's very important to the process, and I know you agree with this. I like to reach out to a bunch of coaches. Mm-hmm. So it's not just my opinion or John Kidd and Sean Belegian's opinion. It's what the coaches are saying. That's that's very important to me to to I guess follow the process in that regard. And a lot of times you'd you'd be surprised if you talk to fifteen coaches, usually there's a consensus mm-hmm. about take a look at this guy or take a look at that guy. Um, you know, now and again, you're going to have a kid that maybe isn't on the radar. I, I mean, the one yeah. that always sticks out to me is Dominic Lutz, yeah. going back four years now. because Or Levi Wonder at Escanaba. Yeah, there weren't a lot of people talking about those guys. And, and then all of a sudden, I, I remember, it's great that you bring up Levi Wonder, because there was one coach in particular, um, and, and he's not from the Detroit area, mind you, and I don't know if he wants me to mention his name, so I won't, but he said to me, listen to me. The kid's the best player in the state. Mm-hmm. This was before the season started. He yeah. said, forget about anything else. He mm-hmm. said, you got to trust me. He's like, do you trust my opinion? I was like, I do trust your opinion. Yeah. He goes, this kid's the best player in the state. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always up for debate at the end of the year, no doubt about it. But um, this year is no different. There there are guys from all over the state as well that can vie for it, which is pretty stinking cool. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Sean, for uh, joining me today on Kids Corner. We're going to be doing this all hockey season. We're going to bring in Ben Zalagian every once in a while. We're going to bring in some coaches. So we're going to have a lot of fun here during this hockey season. Happy Thanksgiving, John. It's a pleasure to be with you again, my friend. You grew up in Livonia? Yep. What do you think about Livonia Franklin in the football finals? I'm very proud. Um, it's You know what? I'm one of those guys, John, It's uh, although I'm a Stevenson guy, you know what? I'm going to root for Churchill. I'm going to root for Franklin. I'm going to root for Clarenceville. I'm going to root for Ladywood. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a Livonia thing. So uh, good luck to the Patriots. No doubt about that. We'll see you next time.